Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Gear Live QA number 72. It's Friday the 6th of July 2018 and uh, before we get started let's say hello to some of the friends of the channel. QA number oh, 72. Let's, let's actually mute. Friday the Better mute that. Yes. There we go. Fix that. All right, uh, let's get to the announcements. First, let's uh, do some thank yous real quick. Uh, for the Know Your Gear crew, James Biles, Robert Brooks, Tim Camacho, Robert Hodges, Steve Penna, Paul Ostrich, Michael Lidner, Joe Watson, Gregor, Jonathan Pickering, Bob Pickwood, Tim, John Levitt, Space Jazz, Pedal Pal Effects, uh, Ricky Robinson, Chuck Keen, Chris Clays, Dylan87, Russet Torres Pedals, Brian Stewart, Lee Hawkins, Kermit Jackson, Andy Thomas, Steve Penna, Bob Crosby, Crosley. Sorry, Bob. Bob Crosley. Aaron, Anthony, Daniel, Psychic. I think I'm pretty sure it's Psychic. Andrew Good, uh, Billy Robinson, Anthony, Desposito, BB Ninja, Tony, and William Donaldson. Uh, just to start it off, we'll do that. And let's me flip back to my screen. Otherwise, you guys won't be able to see me. Here we are. What's everybody doing this Friday? It is summertime for sure. It is 112 where I'm at. <laughs> right now as we as we speak that's what it is at so how are we doing okay everybody see and hear me okay okay i'm just verifying yes everything is hot 112 yep brian it's 112 okay so let's see what we got going on there's a lot this week i, I got a lot to share uh, and, and talk about, and then you guys, I'm sure, have a lot to talk about as well. Big airplane flying over right now. <laughs> I think we have a fire uh, somewhere in Arizona, and uh, the airport by me, that's where the big water tanker plane takes off from. Where's all the pedals? They're right, they're right there. That's the pedals right there. <laughs> okay, let's see. That would be the airplane. Wow. Where's Ralph? Ralph's at work. Actually, you know what? Uh, Ralph is actually off work. He's with his brother. He took the week off. Yeah, I'm under attack. Yeah, told you. It's a big plane. I, it does it whenever there's a big fire. Uh, sounds, sounds out of sync. Well, hopefully, that will get fixed. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get this thing started. You guys already a ton of questions already. A bunch of stuff. Hope everybody had a good week. I got a new guitar this week, but I didn't get it yet. I'm having this deal where I, every time I buy something off reverb, I don't know about you guys, but whoever I buy it from, whether it's a store, actually, you know what? I just had this twice, uh, in a, three times. Three times now in a row, I bought off Reverb from either a private party or a store, and they take over a week before they even ship it. It seems like this thing now. Um, and I don't know. I, I think that's a little unreasonable to wait you know, a week before you ship, but let's see. Okay, but Mosey wants to know, what do I think of the PRS 509? I used to have a 513. I love that guitar. Uh, I can't say I regret getting rid of it because um, I really liked it, but I like my Custom 24 more. That's what kind of realized for me, and the 509 might be the same. I think it has a lot of options, but 
like a lot of things that have a lot of options, sometimes you realize you only use two or three of those options and then you're like, well, that's what my, that's where I can, you know, work. That's where my custom 24 is. So in my case, I, I decided I wanted my custom 24 over the 513. So that's what I did. So the 509 I think would be cool, but obviously if I let go of the 513. Uh, Phil Smith says, when can we see the M uh, MT15 versus Mark V25 versus Archon? Uh, you know, I don't know. I was going to get the uh, Mark Tremonti 15 watt amp. I had every intention to, but uh, I, I think they're somewhere in stock now. I, I don't know. I saw a new update said September. Anybody know what's going on with that amp? I mean, I, I guess I could reach out to the uh, to the PRS folks to see, um, but uh, yeah, it's like they keep pushing it back. It's getting worse and worse. Sergeant Power Wiener says, is there a Kelly Blue Book for guitars? There is actually a blue a book uh, for guitars. Um, however, it, you know, it's really probably a good book for vintage guitars. It's too hard to keep update, I think, in today's world where you can go to, you know, eBay and just look at completed auctions and look at where stuff is trending that way. I think that's a, a way to do it. But yes, there absolutely is a Blue Books for guitars, for sure. A lot of dealers have them and still buy them to this day. Uh, Ryan wants to know if, do I have any experience with the boss RV six? I just bought one. Do I have it behind me? I don't. Oh yeah, I do. It's right here. I just got the, uh, the RV six. Uh, my first impressions are, I'm not liking it as much as my, uh, boss fender 63, uh, reverb pedal. But, uh, to be honest, I haven't put it through its paces yet. So I'm really, uh, kind of checking it out. I'm really checking it out against the, the hall of fame, the TC hall of fame. I have that as well. Um, but I'm new to the RV six. I got it maybe a couple weeks ago and I've been working so many hours lately. It's a little hard to get to certain things. Okay, says Matt says, did you see that Fender has a Squire with Fender branded active ceramic pickups? Saw it at Summer Now. I think that's a contemporary, right? Uh, so I didn't notice that they had Fender logos uh, on, or they were branded, branded, you know, logoed whatever um, pickups on that contemporary, but but that's a good idea. It makes sense. Why not brand them Fender? Panhandle Gear Demo says, Philip, can you show a video on how to lower the bridge height on a PRS CE24? I'm worried about messing up the screw heads. Yeah, that would be a cool video. I think we talked about doing that something like that a long time ago. Uh, so that's something I can do. And uh, we had talked about this last week about dumping that on the new second channel. And and there will be this, those videos or maybe not so much mass uh, audience, you know, the the other the whole audience may not want to see it, but maybe it's something interesting for a few of us. So I, I have no problem doing that for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Audio Ventra said JHS just made a video, a very cool boss video. I haven't seen it. I saw he had a pile of boss pedals. I saw the thumbnail. Uh, I, I wanted to finish up. I watched the Rob Chapman video of him at the Music Man factory. It was an amazing video. Um, the guys at Music Man seemed amazing from that video. I was really impressed. I was so impressed. Uh, I just, as I mentioned earlier in this in the show, I had bought, a, I just recently bought a guitar. That's what happened. After watching the Rob Chapman Music Man tour, I bought a Music Man. So uh, I couldn't help it. I just kind of fell in love with the whole thing. Those guys are great. 
Um, and to be, you know, to be fully honest, I was already had a music band in my my mindset as uh, a guitar that I wanted, and I have a reason for wanting it too. I, I so so it was just just the push I needed. Now I have to figure out what has to go <laughs> to pay for it. <laughs> Reggie says, I already own a music band. See? Yeah, they're great. I got rid of my music band. I had a Petrucci, John Petrucci seven string, and uh, I definitely regret getting rid of it. I'm not sure why I got rid of it to this day. I think it's because I, I didn't play it that much, so I decided to get a six string. So... Yeah. This, okay. So audio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. We're gonna have a conversation going. Uh, yeah. In the uh, Chapman video, I'll put a link when I do this uh, index this uh, to the video. It was really, really a good video. I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, yes. In there, they had the Spinal Tab guitar. They had some Eddie Van Halen prototypes from back in the day. It was really cool. It was just a a fun video. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I really felt like it was an honest video. I think it was the, just watching Rob Chapman and watching the, the, the music man guys. It just really, just really good. He says, <laughs> Tehran 11 says you just got rid of the St. Vincent. Yeah. You know what? So here's the deal. What reason, one of the reasons I got rid of the St. Vincent, like I said, my, I had to get rid of some guitars. There was just too many guitars. Um, that was definitely a big factor. The, uh, the other reason was I had realized that I kind of missed my Petrucci seven string, not because of the seven string, because of the piezo system. So I bought another music man with a piezo system. That's really what it is. So I bought, if you guys watch, if you, here's how it works out. I bought, I had a Petrucci seven string, which I didn't really care if I played the seven string or not, but I love that piezo system. I loved it. I loved it more than my Parker guitars piezo system. And so I've been trying to get one ever since like that again. So I bought a Golden A6. I still have that Golden A6. And I like that guitar a lot. But there's just something about the, the piezo system that Music Man did that just really appeals to me for a lot of reasons. And uh, I'm going to do a video. So when I get the Music Man, I will be doing a video of it because the other thing that happened was Larry DiMaggio gave me some pickups. And I've been trying to put these pickups in a guitar for a while. And the pickups are very nice. Uh, very, very nice. It's a very nice... Uh, I will definitely say in my YouTube existence, this is one of the cooler moments that's happened to me is having the guys at DiMaggio and Larry DiMaggio say, hey, we like what you do. And they just sent me a gift. And the gift was these really cool pickups. Um, so I've been trying to put them in a guitar, but believe it or not, I'm so excited about the pickups. I didn't want to put them in a guitar that I don't play very often. So I've been trying to figure out what guitar to put them in. So this kind of all worked out. Like I said, it was a perfect storm. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. So the next question was, whatever happened to the uh, Music Man reissue amps? You know, I don't remember. I remember some, some talk about it. Remember? And like you, I remember them talking about it. It was going to be the new thing. And then all of a sudden, it's... It pittered out, you know, in the, in the video, they have them, right? Did you notice that they had uh, music man amps in the, in the room, but I, I don't know, you know, a good question to ask you guys is, um, do you, do you guys, anyone have any music man amps and like them? I've only played a couple throughout time and 
you know, I've never been had a, a time to be intimate with them and you know, actually play them with my guitar in a room I'm familiar with in a place I'm familiar with and kind of get a real sense of them. In the in the times I've had to interact with them, you know, at a store in a situation with a or a random guitar, I have never found a music man amp that I just wanted to own. So, so I'm curious to see if anyone else has had the uh, Hallface says, why did EVH leave Music Man? You know, there's a lot of rumors, and some of them are, you know, tawdry, and some of them are not. I'm going to tell you the rumor that I, I believe to be the most true. You know what I mean? Just based on all the conversations I've had with all the parties I've had. Um, the biggest issue was, so, so the Ernie Ball guys introduced Eddie after they were doing the Music Man guitar. This is true, though. This isn't a rumor. They introduced him to Hartley Peavy and to make the 5150 amp. So PV started making the 5150 amp. And uh, so Eddie had that amp and they were doing the Music Man guitar. And there was a lot of problems with not being able to deliver the Music Man guitars in a timely manner. A lot of frustrations over that. So at some point he went to PV or PV went to him and said, we can guarantee the guitars in stock. Now there's, like I said, there's some other rumors out there and all that stuff, but here's the important part to remember about all the rumors and stuff. And I'm not saying the thing I'm saying is, is 100 honest and are accurate and theirs is not but what i am saying is there was these issues that i'm talking about were happening music man doesn't deny that they were having trouble getting those guitars out in a timely manner and once he did go with pv and do the wolfgang pv guaranteed the guitars in stock and that did happen so that was a lot that was a large part of it and if there was other stuff going on it's possible and it and, it, and there could be a ton of reasons why it happened but those things were happening for sure so let's uh let's check the super chat. It seems like a couple came in. Says uh thoughts on the EMG 8185 set. It's my favorite set. It's like the old school go-to set. In fact, the Schecter I have I just I bought last year with EMGs has the uh, 8185TWs or whatever and uh, it, although they're cool in the features, I really kind of just wish I had an 8185 set. There's just something about that set. Okay. Uh, Bubba says TC electronics mimic and it's not really cutting it. Okay. I'm looking for something similar to the Micmar sound from the eighties and used the rack doubler. Ah, uh, man. I don't know if, I mean, there's a couple companies that make it. The mimic I hear over and over again was good. I've only played it, you know, for a few minutes, like I said, in a, in a shop. Um, and everyone says it's really good, but there's some other companies that make, doublers as well as that i've never been a big keen fan of the doubler you know what i mean i i, I think it's cool but it's never said anything i've been like oh yeah i definitely want that in my rig okay and then there's a robert's got a question that says how do you set the intonation on a spider spider bridge resonator man i don't know if i can explain that over verbally let me work on that, Robert. Let me let me figure out how I'm going to do that. <laughs> We're going to have to pull it up online and show it to you guys. Let's see. Uh, all right, what else have we got going on? Oh, here's a good So uh, Rex Navarro says, Phil, why is it when people post their guitars for sale online they hide or blank uh, blank out the serial numbers. Okay, so Rex, the reason why, 
some people do that is they claim that if you see the serial number, what you'll do is you'll report that guitar stolen and say it was yours. I think that's a bunch of BS. I think all of it's BS about, by the way, I don't like, I don't like it uh, that people black out the serial numbers when they're selling guitars online. First of all, uh, it, you know, I, I could tell you exactly how a theft of a guitar works anyways. So, I mean, anybody can claim that anything's stolen, but there's a process to it and it's not nearly what you guys think. I, I could tell you how it works. Let's, I'll give. I'll tell you a story. So here's how it works: If you're a pawn shop slash you know music store, and you take in product, and then it's somebody says it's stolen. You know, let's say let's say something gets stolen at your house, and you report it to police. You give the serial number, and the store slash you know pawn shop takes it in, processes it in, and they run it through what's called pawn clearance. Uh, now it's done digitally, but used to back in the day, they fill out a slip, send it to the police, and the police go, hey, this serial number matches the serial number. It's been reported stolen. This item is stolen. At that time, the pawn shop or retailer will provide the police with all the information of the person who brought the instrument to them. And they'll call you, the police will, and say, hey, we found your guitar. And they'll tell you who has it. And then what happens is, you and the person who bought it have to come to some agreement how you're going to get it back. It's not as simple as, uh, now again, I can only tell you the laws that apply in my state. So if somebody has slightly different laws, keep that in consideration, but these are the laws in my state. So what happens is, uh, now keeping it, and this is all important. This is the retailer did everything correctly. In other words, they, they did put file the pawn clearance, right? For the stolen item. They did everything correctly. So that you come down there and the pawn shop says, look, we gave them 300 bucks for it give us the 300 bucks. And you're like, no, <laughs> right? Maybe you say yes. And then you get your thing back. Sometimes like in guitar center's case, guitar center will eat almost. I'm, I can't say they eat it every time, but they eat it a lot. Guitar center will go ahead and just hand you back your product. It's a very, uh, you know, they're a big corporation. It's just something they do. It's kind of cool. Um, but let's say a retailer says, okay, we want the $300 we paid for the guitar. Cause otherwise, you know, we're a victim too. And you say, you don't want to pay it. Well, then what happens is you guys go to court and a judge, not a jury, just a judge decides what happens. He listens to everything, what happens. And he can decide anything, by the way, he could say like, okay, you give the pawn shop 150 bucks and you get your guitar back. Or he could say the pawn shop or slash music store, give them the guitar back. Or he can say, you know, give them 20 bucks. Or he can say, give them the full amount. He can, right. He can decide whatever he wants. So, so back to the serial number being blanked out thing. I think the whole thing is dumb. I hate it when they black out the serial number because a lot of times the serial number has information for somebody like me, a collector and a buyer, that's going to tell me everything from the year it's made to a color code to everything else. So I kind of hate it when they black it out. So, but it's something everybody does. Anyone ever heard any other reasons why somebody would want to black it out? I mean, those are the, that's the going reason I've heard. So, and anyone have any opinions on whether or not they, they mind it, you know, if they don't care or have you seen it, do you know what we're even talking about? So, all right. Um, a lot of questions quick and real fast. So let's get a uh, Gabba go, go black men and whatever. <laughs> Gabagogo uh, says, hey, Phil, what do you think about PVUSA guitars from the mid 80s? I have a Ryzen 2. I just got it and it's pretty nifty. You know what? They're great. They're and they're they're crazy. I think PVUSA guitars will be soon like how everything became a collector's guitar. I mean, they're think about this. Um, 
uh, silver tone guitars, you know, just 10 years ago, no one cared about those guitars. They were junk and people collect them. Um, and when I say they're junk, I mean, I'm not saying they're junk. I'm just saying people didn't want them. They considered them junk. Um, so everything becomes collectible at some point, especially anything that's rare or interesting. And of course, USA me guitars will always be rare and interesting because they're, they're disappearing. So uh, obviously PB doesn't even make USA guitars for the most part anymore. I understand they brought back the kind of the Wolfgang hybrid thing, but you understand what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, they're cool. And what's great is uh, a perfect example is look at the T66 guitars from uh, PB. Um, some of those are trying to fetch now five, six hundred dollars used um, and six hundred dollars used for a, a PBT 60. If you, I mean, that's almost approaching some used USA Strat prices. So that's an impressive thing that they've done a couple years ago. Again, 200 bucks all day long, 250. You can still find deals on on those guitars, by the way. You can still find them for 200 bucks, 300 bucks. But um, it just depends. Some people are kind of getting savvy to the fact that you can get more for them if you wait. So um, yeah, the PB USA guitars. In fact, there's, um, I think at Zim's shop in Mesa, there's a USA made PB guitar in there. And I, I think he wants 200 bucks for it or something like that. I've picked it up like five or six times in that store. Cause I just, I, I don't need another shredder type guitar, but, uh, if I did, it's almost like fun to grab because it's, it plays as good as an old Jackson guitar and it's hella cheap. So, uh, here's a great question. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Evic for BSP says, Philip, do you think radio or guitar radius is important for speed? Um, well, there is definitely a trend. If you look at the guys who play really fast, the majority of them do have a flat neck. I mean, there's just no, there's no if, ins and buts about that. I'm sure there's exceptions to the rule for sure. Um, but, uh, is it important? Uh, it can be, you know, because here's what it is. The, the technically, anytime anybody's working on speed technique, right? We're talking about, you know, trying to play scales quickly or, you know, for solos. Low action is important and flatter radius necks generally are easy to get lower action on. Uh, and that's the that's the logic. So I think it's um, I think it's it it's important because it's important to the setup. I think it's a better thing to have. I don't think I'd want to do a seven and a quarter inch radius, seven and a quarter radius, uh, neck. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and do a fast setup and, and do a, a shreddy guitar, but it, it can be done. I think the Yngwie Malmsteen guitar is a nine and a quarter, uh, nine and a half radius, right? Nine, nine and a half. Right. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Donald has Davenport has a question. Will an American PRS pickup selector switch work with the SE model, uh, snapped off today? Yes, it will. And it'll be a big improvement. The only thing that's important to you to note is the PRS selector switch, uh, which is probably a switchcraft switch, right? Um, uh, they don't make their own switch as far as I know. They, they buy a, a switch. It's the same switch that basically Fender and everybody else is probably using. Anyways, the point uh, to mention is that the wiring will be different than your SE because I'm pretty sure your SE is a board uh, switch. So the thing you want to do is make sure you take some pictures of the old switch because you're going to need to need it from reference. But yes, the, but fit wise, the screws will line up. It'll fit. It'll go right in. You'll have no problems. And uh, I think it's a lot better. So I think it's a good idea to switch it out anyways. Okay. All right. Let's go back one. 
Ta-da! Everybody's joining us right now. You guys got so many. Okay. Mock says subscriber 2,000 subs. Okay. Question mark. Okay. No exclamation point. Thoughts on the reissue 52 telly? Um, I used to have a, re a 52 reissue telly. I really liked it. The neck was kind of chunky. It sounded really great. It was uh, the the butterscotch. Uh, it was just awesome. Uh, I got rid of it to get that limited edition telly, the, the, the blue-green one, which is seafoam green. So love it. Love it. Uh, if I thought I could have kept both tellies, I would have kept them both. But for me, a telly is a sometimes guitar. I pick it up sometimes and I play it and I love it. So having multiples of a guitar that I don't play very often doesn't seem very practical to me. If you notice, uh, a lot of the guitars we see, if I have multiples like doubles and stuff like strats, I have a bunch of strats, but I play strats. So I don't have a problem buying three or four strats because I play my strat all the time. Uh, Les Paul's uh, tellies, you know, guitars that I don't play as often, it seems a little silly to, to have a ton. Colin Smith says, where are you at? I'm at another section of my office because I'm redoing the, the backdrop where you guys normally see me. Nothing major change, just a slight change. Let's see. Ah, here's a great one. Phil J says, hey, Phil, what pedal would you recommend that sounds similar to the SL drive but not as thin? So I can tell you exactly the 68 drive by LPD pedals. I'm not saying that because Lawrence is out here hanging out and he's out there in the crowd right now. I am saying it because I went to buy that pedal at a music store that is a Lawrence Petros dealer. And I, I played it. I think they wanted 80 bucks for it used or 70 bucks. And I was playing it. And I go, oh, I got to have this. Um, and <laughs> right before I went to ring up, I said, hey, can I see a, a 68 uh you know, petty, uh, uh, Lawrence LPD 68 pedal in the case. And I went and plugged it in and I was like, Oh, this is so much better. So much better that I was like, okay, cool. I just saved myself. In fact, I think I told Lawrence one day sarcastically, I said, you know what? Your pedal saved me 80 bucks. Cause I don't, so I would highly recommend that pedal for the SL drive. Uh, so get the L the LPD 87, sorry, set uh, 68 by far. And if I'm wrong, email me and let me know because I'm always curious how to skew I am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reggie says, watching all these videos is not helping my gear addiction. I see another strat in my future. You know, what's funny is I think about that too. I watch a lot of gear review videos too. And I actually watch them to tame my desire you know what i mean sometimes i'm like oh i think i need this and i watch a bunch of reviews you know what happened yesterday um <laughs> I, I got a i got in my head that there's an amp i have to have now again and i i go i'm gonna get it i found so i go out and look and ironically as soon as i decide i think i want this amp like you couldn't predict this i went online and found a smoking deal on one used and i thought oh okay i want it smoking deal used it's time to make the purchase and I think a couple years ago, I just would have pulled the trigger. But now I went online and I watched a bunch of videos first. And after watching about five videos of it, I decided, I'm like, you know, maybe it's not as good as I think. Not because anyone said it was bad. Most of the videos about it were just the people playing through it. But, you know, it wasn't that much different than anything I already have. Do I really need it? 
<laughs> Reggie says, no, that is like an alcoholic wanting you describe the whiskey. Mm, no, because you know why, Reggie, the, your analogy doesn't work? Because you can't describe a taste, but you can, like, I can't tell you what a whiskey tastes like uh, and how, you know, but I can let you hear how an uh, amp or a guitar sounds. So if you could get a reference to that, but I understand where you're going with that. I understand. And I always go back to the, the next thing I say. There's worse things you can do with your money and time, for sure. By far. I'm not saying we should all be buying stuff willy-nilly. I'm just saying there's definitely a lot worse things you can do with your money and time. I've found over the years, a lot of a lot of times, um, you would have just, you know what I mean? Bought something else that's dumb. <laughs> So Steven says, what upgrades would you rec do you recommend for the Sterling St. Vincent? Uh, I couldn't figure out a single thing I would change on that guitar. Um, the person I sold it to, who's a buddy of mine, said, you know, what he's buying it. He wanted to upgrade it. He asked me what upgrades did he do. And I told him I had no intention of upgrading anything. I thought the pickup sounded great. Uh, I thought the bridge was great. The, the locking keys were great. Uh, the, the, the nut is fine. Like everything was fine. So I couldn't, I couldn't think of a single thing to do. You could upgrade the pickups, but the problem is, is upgrade is a weird term because upgrade from what? They sounded good. So you can get maybe 10% better. If that matters, Steven, maybe go for that. But, uh, and you know, so, so, you know, sometimes that's how I end up with another pedal. <laughs> I go to upgrade a guitar. And then after I kind of look at the guitar and think about it, and go, okay, I'll upgrade this, I'll upgrade this, I'll upgrade this. And then I play the guitar and I go, you know, it's fine. Why don't I just get a pedal? <laughs> if I'm so, and that's because sometimes, um, my mother used to call it buyitis. You get the urge to buy something. <laughs> she says, sometimes you just want to spend money because maybe it's been a long week. It's a tough week. I get, I'll tell you something that happens to me whenever I'm in put in a position financially that I have to pay a lot of bills that I don't want to pay. Uh, like, uh, uh, I'll give you an example because I just had it happen in the last two weeks. In the last two weeks, I had the AC that had to be repaired in the house. Uh, I had the dishwasher. And this is a new new house, newer home. My dishwasher is only two years old and it, it broke. Uh, so, I mean, you have to pay to have that fixed, right? And there was something that the landscaper told me had to be done. So I paid for that. You know, bills. So I was paying these bills. What happens, I think, a lot of times to me is when I pay a lot of bills that I don't want to pay, all of a sudden, I just feel like I need a reward. I need to spend, even if it's $5, I just need to spend something that feels like, you know what I mean? It's it, my hard work, my hard earned money isn't just going to the, the to the stuff that sucks. So, um, so that's, that falls in term. Sometimes, unfortunately though, the bills come in and you just don't have any money left over. But for me, I'm very fortunate to be collecting for so long. If I kind of want something, I can kind of let something go. And I, and I always have something in the collection that is, you know, you know, maybe at the moment it was shiny, but now the time has gone by. It's, it's not a must have anymore. <laughs> Cheddar is the strangest dude ever. Cheddar. The question is who is the most annoying patron? Uh, none. Why would any patron be annoying? That didn't even make any sense. Um, uh, if any of patrons were annoying, we wouldn't hang out for eight hours straight at a time. I promise you. So I, I, uh, 
I will tell you, uh, you can ask Ralph, next time Ralph's on the show or Joe or anybody, uh, especially Ralph, because Ralph's pr brutally honest, by the way, um, sometimes scary. Uh, <laughs> he'll tell you, uh, I seem like a nice guy, but I'm the first one. If I'm annoyed, you can tell because I get really quiet and I'm done. I will literally leave. I, I, I just I've been wired that way so long. I can't even remember. Uh, if I'm at a, if I'm at a, a party and somebody's getting on my nerves or I'm not having a good time or something about the thing, I just leave. Um, in fact, I do it all the time. Nathan, I was hanging out with Nathan in Maryland, right? Cheddar. We had breakfast that day and we were at the PRS event. And when I was done, it was around three or four o'clock. I was done. I looked at Nathan. I go, okay, well, I'm done. And we just left. I said, let's go find some barbecue and a place to sit and have a nice beer and sit on a pier somewhere. I said, I want to enjoy the weather while I'm here. Uh, I, the event's awesome, but I'm done. It's, it had nothing to do with the event. It was just, I, when I get in this, when I'm done, I'm done. So John Parsons says, Philip, do you own any diamond guitars? I don't. I bought two diamond guitars, a Bolero and the other one I can't remember. And, uh, I sold the Bolero to my buddy and cause he wanted it really bad. And then what happened out of the two, that was my favorite of the two. So I decided I was going to sell the other one and get another Bolero in a different color. And I still have. So, I mean, the, the answer to the, the question, by the way, is yes, I still have a diamond guitar because I haven't got rid of it, but it's for sale. So I'm trying to sell it. The idea to get another Bolero. That's what I want is a Bolero. In fact, I wanted a, when I bought the Bolero I bought, my intention was to put EMGs in it. And uh, and then, I you know, my buddy wanted it. So I sold sold it. So. So I want a diamond Bolero with EMGs. That's what I want. I really messed up. It happens. When I bought the Bolero and the other guitar from Jeff Diamond at Diamond Guitars, the cheaper Bolero had EMGs. And I got in my head because I haven't tried one. I thought if I bought the nicer one, I'd have more features. And when I got the nicer one, it was great, except for I was going to shove the... I still wanted EMGs. I want one guitar with EMGs. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. A bunch of, okay, hold on. I'm pinning the super chats because I try to make this even and hit everybody kind of equally a little bit and find some cool questions too. Uh, here's one just because it's strange. One, Ronnie says, have you tried the plasma pedal? I have not at all. Uh, hung out a little with those guys uh, at the Summer Nam. Yeah, you know, it's a really crazy pedal. Um I forgot who, but somebody that I know told me they bought one and they'll get one soon or they're going to get one. And when they get one, they'll let me borrow it for review. So uh, I remember that specifically. I just can't remember who told me that because I, I remember thinking when they told me that, I was like, oh, that's cool because I'd like to get my hands on that. So the other thing is, hold on a sec, where are we at on time? Oh, 3.30. Okay, cool trying to make sure I have some cool stuff to tell you guys too. I had a crazy week this week. C crazy in the coolest way. Uh, Time Jenkins 502 says you should do a warmoth build. You know, what's funny is I, uh, so as great suggestion, by the way, first of all, um, I had intended for one of the sharpen my axe videos to be a build. I had this great idea. I was like, okay, one of the videos will be a build. I'll build a guitar from scratch and then we'll do a giveaway for it. And um, I was looking at builds and then ironically on the live show, uh, I mentioned something about uh, Crimson Guitars and then Crimson Guitars reached out and said, hey, would you, would you want us, 
do one of our builds and send me a build. Um, but I, um, I hadn't, I didn't get it. Uh, so maybe it's still coming. I'm not sure. I'll follow up with those guys. But that's, but that's what I want to do is get some parts, put it together, and actually do something really cool with it. I actually have something crazy in mind already, uh, and then do a giveaway. I thought that'd be cool. So, all right. And Warmoth would be cool, too. If it doesn't work out with something else, I'll do Warmoth. But I kind of wanted to do something besides Warmoth. Because problem with Warmoth for me is that they're really good stuff. But they're expensive. They're, Warmoth to me is like Stu Mac. I know I'm going to get quality, but I'm paying for it. So I'm trying to find. I was trying to. I'm trying to find something that's just as good as quality or close to it, but a lot less money. That's kind of a fun thing to talk about. You know, it's it, you know Warmoth. It's by the time you're done, you're into the thing. Uh, I did two Warmoth builds once, uh, and by the time I was done with each, I was eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars into each one, and uh, you know that's. That's a lot of cheddar since cheddar's on the channel right now. And then just because it's a good segue point to mention it, I'm going to mention it right now in the link in the description. I got, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't tell you guys this. Uh, my wife, because I didn't tell you guys last week. I'm really bad at this, by the way. Last week was um, the beginning of July. Uh, July. There's a new shirt for July. I'm just letting you guys know. The link's down in the description. I'm just letting you aware of it. My wife puts in the time to make the shirts every month and... Uh, you know, it kind of, I kind of feel horrible when she told me last Saturday after the, you know, she's like, you know, you never mentioned the shirt. So, uh, yeah. And this month it's an offset guitar. So it's a jazz master Jaguar shirt. So I'm just letting you down, but more important, uh, since I'm doing the, uh, stickers, you guys, uh, said stickers forever, please do stickers. So, um, there are stickers now there's a link in the description. The stickers though, are not like shirts and stuff. Um, there is a sticker when you go to the shirt, store where the mugs and the shirts are don't buy those stickers those stickers are five bucks a piece that's a ridiculous like i couldn't find anybody who would do fulfillment for me that had reasonable sticker prices so i actually had stickers made i have the stickers so if you buy the stickers you'll see the link it takes you to reverb and you buy them and then me and my wife and probably my kids uh put them in the thing there's like five stickers for five bucks um and uh and, and stuff. I don't know. Just uh, I don't. I don't want to talk about it any more than that because I kind of want to be a surprise for people. Just if you're interested, just mostly it's because everybody asks about stickers. So, but I just want you to be aware when you buy the stickers, I have to ship them to you, which is fine. But the shirts that comes from somebody else, so the stickers take an extra couple of days because uh, we're filling envelopes. <laughs> just I'd share with you. Uh, okay, so back to back to business, as we so to speak, should say. Um, Says uh, Carvin fan thirteen. Hey, obviously you like Carvin. Says, uh, hey Phil, any recommendations for a guitar with a floating trim that's good for jazz and metal in the one thousand dollar range? Oh man, I mean that's tough, you know, right? Jazz and metal. Uh, with a tremolo for a thousand bucks. You know what? This is going to be a horrible answer, but you know what I I like for that um, is the uh, Paul Reed Smith S two satin guitar. That's a great guitar. If you're thinking used, your scope widens up with a thousand dollars for sure. But a PRSS2 with the tremolo, that'll have a that'll have a full sound for jazz. It'll definitely those pickups will definitely pull off metal and jazz. I mean, it's a pretty extreme thing you're asking, right? You need the jazz thing, the the metal thing. Um, to me, jazz definitely has to be a fuller, bigger sounding guitar. And um, uh, 
Steve Soul has PRS for metal question mark. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Steve, if you look at the PRS roster, uh, roster, roster. I don't know why I was saying roster. PRS roster. The majority of their their endorsees are metal. It's definitely a metal. I mean, think of this. They got the guy from Cradle of Filth, and I mean, uh, the guy from Shine Down and, and Tremonti. I mean, those are metal, kinda. You know what I mean? They're metal. I mean, I love those bands. I'm a huge Tremonti and Shine Down fan, by the way. Uh, Yeah, see, uh, so you know, uh, Carvin Fan Thirteen Metallica Twenty Nine says Tremonti SE Custom. Yeah, see, that's another great. Yeah, the SEs are great um, for jazz. Oh, because a lot of the shredder guitars have great tremolos, but I don't know if they're gonna have the fuller, warmer jazz tone that you want. And then, uh, if you look in the the comments, uh, fit to pray, fit to pray says if you can swing a PRS uh, CE Twenty Four, even better. I agree with that too. C24 is the guitar I have. I love it. Uh, you can pick those up used pretty reasonable. You know what I mean? And I'm a, definitely a used person first. If you can get it used, you can. That's the best thing about what we do. So. Yeah, yeah. See, and one more time. Uh, Matt Harrison says, between the buried and me as well. Yeah, so between the buried and me is. Uh, there's a lot, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Paul Reesmith pulls off metal. Heck, he's got a set of pickups called the Metal Pickups. Think about that. They're for sale. If you go to the Paul Reesmith gift shop uh, online, they sell pickups for the guitars. They're literally called the Metal Pickups. They're for metal. They're high pickups. Um, R. B. Rye says, "Phil, thanks for all you do. Thank you, B. Rye. Man. That's awesome. It's a most appreciated question. When is the local Arizona String Clinic? Uh, I have a PV Predator Plus." That I want to show you. So the the Arizona String Clinic uh, should be the first clinic I do when I do all the clinics, the restring clinics. That's what we talked about. Any of you guys hung out last weekend or last Friday till the end of the show? I uh, let everybody know that I will be doing a series of clinics. When I say clinics, this isn't like I stand and you sit in a bunch of chairs. Literally, it's uh, I'm going to be working from open to close at stores restring guitars all day and you're welcome to come and talk to me while i restring your guitar for absolutely free and you get a free set of strings and the first one to kind of prototype it out will be in arizona and uh in my hometown in the phoenix area um the problem is i haven't had a confirm on it uh on the on the date um the answer, so the good part is the store that I'm working with for the local one has already agreed to do it. They just don't have a date. And um, it'll be big news when it, uh, because um, because I think it'll be exciting. I think this is going to be a fun event. Uh, the idea is to let you guys know how much I thank you for what you guys have done, which is allow me to pretty much hang out and do gear all day and do videos as a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to do. Uh, and I appreciate you guys for letting me uh, have that ability to do so. So I thought, how could I do something fun? And this is what I thought of. And so, uh, yeah, it's coming. The The only trick is I got to give two weeks notice. So in other words, I want to make sure I let you guys know two weeks before the event. The event is, so if you guys are local in Arizona, the event for July, we're targeting the 21st, which is a Saturday. And it might get pushed to the 22nd, which is Sunday. But either way, that's what I'm targeting. So, of course, we've got to make the announcement really soon. But I will actually do a video on YouTube explaining it and explaining why I'm doing it. And uh, and there's uh, some cool stuff going there, too, as well. All right. Let's go back and make sure. 
Okay, Brent wants to know, says, hey, I have a he has a 2017 Gibson SG. Okay, yeah, yeah, I have a 2018. Uh, it has considerable neck dive, mostly caused by the strap button near the neck. Any uh, recommendations to uh, lessen the neck dive? Yeah, there's a couple things you do. You could go with a wider strap or a strap that has uh, kind of a, a suede on it that sticks on your shirt. That will help stop it from sliding. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. You can move the button, of course. Uh, you're just taking it, you know, you're obviously you're going to be devaluing your guitar a little bit, but if you're going to keep the guitar, you can always do that as well. So um, I would go ahead and recommend the strap change over moving the strap button just just because but if you think you're going to stay for the long haul and you're happy you can move the button so flying hawaiian says what 112 cab would you recommend for the bass breaker seven watt currently running it through a princeton speaker thoughts on el nico blues what brand would you recommend so i had the seven watt head uh bass breaker head i did a review of it and i loved running it through a 212 cabinet that was just the thing i liked doing with it uh if you want to do a 112 cabinet uh the cabinet i mean you know fender makes the 112 cabinet that matches it that's a good cabinet and then you can put whatever speaker you want in so an el nico blue would be great they're a little bright but they sound fantastic so speakers are a tough thing they're impossible to to kind of like recommend because there's so much to the, to me a speaker dramatically changes your guitar sound that's the fastest way i think to change the sound of an amplifier is to change the speaker so speakers dictate everything oh here's a good question uh bayo says how will fender player series affect used fenders uh well hopefully they they improve the val the resale value of uh the older fender guitars that is the that is what has happened with in the past with stuff like this. Think about the American Professional Series. They came out. Now they're at $1,400. American Standard Series are not suffering from that. American Standard Strats are actually uh, holding value very well. I don't know if anyone's particularly. And if they, if, you, if anything, they tend to have sometimes a more, more value because uh, you can't get a new one. You can only get a used one. So I think the player series will help. I think that's the whole point of doing stuff like that with guitar companies like Fender. Change up the line because then you're going to help firm up the used pricing, which helps sell the new guitars. One of the biggest problems Fender has to do is they have to compete with themselves. It's why when they try to go public, you know, Fender tried to go public and they made a public offering uh, to go public. And one of the things they got hit with really hard was the fact that, you know, companies like Apple don't really have to compete with themselves. You know, technology companies don't have to worry about technology from five years ago being a heavy competitor for the newest thing. Fender has a problem, which is every Fender they make, every Strat and Tele they make is now comp potential competition to sell against the new guitar they're going to make. So anything you can do to bring that used price point. Uh, look at Paul Reed Smith. I think when they, how they've kind of fixed themselves over the years is they've cut production, which drove up the used demand a little bit. For a while, there was a lot of complaints about Paul Reed Smith, right? The guitars were $3,200 new, but you can find one for $1,500 all day used. Now they're kind of closer to 2000 used. So that helps, that helps the guitars if they can firm up the used pricing. So I think the changing the player series or the standard series to the player series, I think it helps the standard series firm up that pricing and uh, 
And there's, like I said, I reviewed them both. You saw, if you saw the video, I took them apart and uh, I like the new ones better, but I, I wouldn't have gone like in my head go, oh man, I couldn't even own a standard strat now. To me, the differences I thought were great improvements and for 50 bucks, I mean, who wants to pay more for a guitar? I mean, nobody wants to pay more, but they made it a little better. They charge you a little bit more. It is what it is, but uh, you know, like there's nothing about the standard strat that I go, ah, disgusted. Couldn't even own one of those now. No, I could own one of those just as easy. In fact, um, if given the shot shot, if I went in the store and it was the color I wanted and there was a standard strat for three fifty, and the players for six fifty, I, I don't, I wouldn't pay $300 more to get the, the features of the player strat. I just wouldn't, I don't, I don't need the 21st fret. Uh, I don't play that's uh, up there. I don't, uh, this, the two point tremolo that's cool. But again, don't really need it. Uh, and uh, I, of course, on the record on this exact show, telling you guys, I actually like the ceramic uh, made in Mexico pickups. So uh, there's nothing about the, in fact, the only thing I think about the player strat to me that's interesting is, is two things. One, how does it affect American sales now? Because that's where I think the player strat really is interesting to me is if you like the Mexican standard strat, which I do, the player series is a nice change of pace, but it's also something that because I like the Mexican standard strat, I don't really want to get rid of my Mexican standard strat. To, you know what I mean? Uh, nothing says like, get rid of it. I actually like that it's different than my American strats. Um, so the player strat really could be a guitar. The, the thing I can't answer for people is if I got a couple questions and this was one of them, it says, you know, why, why would I buy an American used standard strat or American standard strat over a player series strat? I couldn't come up with one good reason other than buy American. Like, I mean, that was the only reason fit and finish the frets. I mean, literally any tech, if you take it to a decent tech in your town, you know, do a setup and, and polish those fret ends. You're, you're looking at almost the same guitar now. Um, so that was the trick. So that's where they're really impressive. Um, in fact, I'll tell you guys uh, a private discussion I had with uh, with the dealer, which was we both said, I think, you know, obviously because I took the player strat apart and I went through it like I did in a video. I feel pretty informed now. However, I think if somebody would have brought me one and told me it was American, you know what I mean? It says made in Mexico, but you understand what I mean. I don't know if I could have detected it. It wasn't. Everything that I've learned over the years to detect when I take apart a guitar to tell me if it's made in Mexico or America, made in the USA is a little fuzzy now. So the lines are definitely blurred. That's what I'm trying to say. So there you go. Uh, yeah, see, uh, Audio uh, Ventura says my Made in Mexico Strat with Jimmy Vaughn pickups in the neck is my favorite guitar. You know what's funny about Jimmy Vaughn? You know, I don't know if you know this. He plays a Mexican-made Strat. That's his guitar. He, he the Jimmy Vaughn model is Made in Mexico, and he actually plays a Mexican-made one. Like it's like he's a pretty cool dude. Okay, hold on a second. Questions pop around. What do we got? All right. Oh, okay. Mark's got the question. Uh, better pedal, uh, Keeley 30 MSS doubler or the TC Mimic? You know, it's funny. We talked about the TC Mimic and um, I was thinking about getting one but and reaching out to those guys. But actually, but not, I'm actually more interested in the 30 MS doubler from Keeley. 
So uh, I'm going to recommend it to you. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing ever. I'm going to recommend to you a pedal I've never even heard because in those two pedals, the pedal I plan on getting is the 30 MS doubler. That's why earlier when somebody was talking about the TC Mimic, was that you, Mark, too, as well? Or is that somebody else? Go back. Who, is, who started the question with asking me about that? That was Bubba. So Bubba was asking me, he's not really working. What else would it be? I, the TC or the, uh, the Keeley would be a one to look at for sure. So, by the way, uh, Caesar NX2596 just did a super chat, and so did Anthony for no reason. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Just want to say thank you for that. Um, okay, so let's get to a couple more questions, then we'll get to a couple non-super chat questions. The Jim says, two Shawbuckers and a Telly. Thoughts? Uh, I like the Shawbuckers. You know, somebody was saying the other day that they thought they were really bright. Uh, I like that about them, that the Shawbuckers are kind of bright. Um, they're not the only pickups I use, so that's why. But I like the Shawbuckers. I like the Telly, uh, the, the idea with two uh, humbuckers in a Telly. Now you're saying, so thoughts, my thoughts are yes, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I'll, be, I'll tell you, my next, <laughs> if and when I buy another Fender, I can tell you without a doubt my next Fender is going to be that new, uh, what is it called? Parallel Universe Telly with the two humbuckers and the mahogany body and mahogany neck. Absolutely. Uh, yep. I just got to wait for a used one. Uh, was looking at them the other day. Was in love. So, absolutely. Uh, day Talk says, hey, Phil, new guitar day for me. What'd you get, buddy? It says, today and I bought... My first Strat, uh, Mexican Classic 50 Strat. Got ideas for pickups. Good uh, for Stone and Rock. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. The, the cool thing about the Mexican uh, Classic 50 Strat is that they put the better pickups in there. So you have good pickups if you want that sound. It, I understand you're doing Stone and Rock. If you want to change the pickups, I mean, you can put like a humbucker in there if you want. Um I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough one, man. Like I said, pickups, I would suggest leaving the pickups and trying them first. Always do that first. You just got the guitar. First things first, got to have some patience. Okay. Try to fall in love with the guitar first. You never know. Some of the most amazing things that happen to us as musicians are mistakes. So if you just got it today, say new, you said new, t new guitar day try play the guitar even if you don't like the pickups mess with the tone controls mess with it make a decision to say hey i'm going to do this for a week or two weeks take it to a band practice if you're doing a stone and rock band take it to band practice even though instinct your instinct is i gotta swap out the pickups take those pickups you never know when a beautiful mistake is going to happen my whole thing the whole know your gear concept is take some time and more importantly because if you get a guitar and you start ripping stuff out of it and upgrading stuff Later, you can't even remember if somebody asked you, oh, yeah, you have that guitar. What are those what are those 50 Strat pickups sound like? And you, you don't even know because you yanked them out. So spend some time with a guitar. I always spend some guitar. I will a uh, time with guitars. I will not buy a guitar and just start ripping things out. You know what I mean? Now, the only exception, of course, is sometimes you buy a guitar for, with a project in mind already. That happens. But for the most part, I try and fall. I try to fall in love with the guitar stock every time. Every time I, I don't care. 
I try to find fall in love with the guitar stock. Um, my Mexican made Strat, that standard Strat, the black one that I used in that video that I've mentioned in videos too, that guitar is 100% stock. I just, I had every intention. I bought that guitar for the sole purpose to upgrade it. <laughs> That's tr true. I mean, 100% true. I bought that guitar because I wanted to mod up. I, I have a bunch of American Strats. And I thought I'm going to get a Mexican one. This is a couple years ago. I'm going to get a Mexican one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trick it all out. It's going to be great. And I was playing it and playing it. And you know what happened? Over time, I just... I loved it. And there was something about it that my American ones didn't have. And when I want that sound, that Strat had it. And so there you go. Jason says, what do you think of the Jackson Soloist SL2Q? So it's a two humbucker quilt top as an Indonesian guitar for 1K. How do you think it stacks up against the PRSS2 for the same price? Well, the problem, of course, now is that the, we live in a world now where Indonesian guitars are grand or 1500 bucks. And I'm never going to ever, because I'm, I, I'm just at a mental place where I am now and it's not going to change, I'm never going to see an Indonesian-made guitar as, uh, as equal in price concept to uh, American-made guitar uh, for value point, okay? Um, and I will tell you this, uh, uh, Jason, um, it's because American guitars are always going to have strong, strong resale value. So that's one of the things. But that being said, so I just want to say that because I think it's, it's important for us to be practical. Practical. Here's my practical answer for you. Practical answer is I think an S2 is a better investment as a guitar than a Jackson Solos made in Indonesia. Okay. Practical. Emotional response. I own guitars just like that Jackson that are made in Indonesia that are pricey and it's because they are they are gr great build guitars and I wanted them. So you have to just kind of figure it out. Uh, obviously the big thing is you're asking the question today because like me you're probably going man that just feels like a lot of money for this type of guitar. Um, but the truth is the only thing I will suggest to you just so you know because I have a Jackson uh, dinky that I love that's made in Japan is don't forget to look at the old Jackson uh, made in Japan solos. You know, look used, always look used to and see if you can find a, a, a guitar for that money that has a, you know, a little bit more, uh, it's not better built, but you understand what I'm saying. A little bit more, you know, kind of uh, value factor to it. Just something to suggest. So, that's the best thing, man. There is as many, sometimes you guys go, I go on reverb and eBay. Sometimes I'll go on reverb and type something in. What was I typing in last night that made me chuckle? I typed in some guitar in used and it was like 2000 something. Uh, what, what? Oh, Charvel's. I was looking at used Charvel's last night. I go, okay. I went to, I typed in the word Charvel on reverb and put in used and it was like 1200 used guitars. I mean, that's crazy. Could you imagine going into a store and getting 1,200 Charvel, Hugh Charvels to choose from? I mean, the amount of used guitars out there are staggering to me. And it is just, so I just, I just, yeah. See, Steve Holt says, Maiden J Jackson Solo Shred. Yeah, my Maiden Jackson uh, Dinky, which isn't a soloist because that, you know, it doesn't have the neck through, is a fantastic guitar. I mean, fantastic. I bought it. I want to say I paid 250. I might have paid 300 dollars for it. With Seymour Duncan pickups, and mine has a quilt top. If you look, you got to look through some videos. It's it's in them. It's a blue uh, uh, flame maple top, um, and I I think you can find them still 
for two, three hundred. I think you can find. I mean, it's a dinky, so you have to look for the solace. But you understand what I'm saying? You can find legitimately nice, high value guitars for a thousand bucks. So, just kind of nice to know. So, Steve wants to know what do I think? Uh, or what do you guys think of a musician? I think sometimes when you start to learn guitar, it's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's you know it's funny is i have youtube red now so because i have youtube red i don't get to see the commercials in front of my videos um and musician is just one of those commercials that pounds youtube uh you know gear channels right so everybody watches a musician but i used to when i watch the musician commercial every day i have no idea if it's any good but man do they advertise so uh anyone got any thoughts on musician now that i've just been yeah it's so slow and frustrating yeah i i only say that because i mean it's it's stuck in my head as soon as i hear the musician i go it's you know at the beginning it's so slow and frustrating um but steven uh just to be uh just to to be sincere for a second uh if you're asking that question uh, uh you know if you're asking the question what do you think of the musician if you're asking where you know, like, is there, is it a good online lesson program? I can't really speak to the quality of that, but what I can tell you is there are a lot of amazing, uh, uh, online lesson programs. And so what I ask you guys to do for me is make sure when this rebroadcast and I timestamp it, can you guys put some of the good ones you've had experience with? Um, I might be a little biased. I've actually bought a couple programs. Um, funny enough, now the programs I bought, I'm friends with those YouTubers. So I feel a little weird sometimes suggesting them <laughs> because of the friendship now. <laughs> Mark, Mark says, I ordered an Orangewood guitar on the July 4th, 4th July, told them you made me buy it. That's cool, man. That's funny. <laughs> they were probably like, you know, what's great is I'm about to do another, I will do that video, that orange word acoustic. Well, I'll have another review. I'm going to do a comparison review of some other acoustics, but more importantly, uh, through, through, through a suggestion from the patrons, I have now downstairs, the it's downstairs, the orange wood, uh, ukulele. So I plan to do a review of that. I'm really curious. I haven't opened it. So, um, it came yesterday and uh, funny thing is here where I live in Arizona, where it's 112, when I get instruments in from FedEx and UPS, I don't open them for 24 hours. It's just a thing I do. Habit. So I get the box. So I got it yesterday uh, about probably two o'clock. So it's been 24 hours, about two hours ago. So I'll probably open it some more time after the show. But yeah, just still funny tidbit. So you guys know you don't have to be that crazy. <laughs> if you uh, if you are concerned about what I'm saying, uh, what I tell everybody is once the box is the temperature of the room or the case is the temperature of the room, usually it's okay to open it, but I still wait 24 hours uh, when there's an extreme temperature difference. The house is 75, probably 76 degrees, 76 degrees. So the house is 76 and it's 110 outside. And who knows how hot the UPS trucks are, even hotter. So I, I tend to not let the guitars... Uh, swing that much heat difference you know that's a lot of temperature to go uh motor mike says trading in a guitar and guitar center any good no don't do that man um you can have a good experience you know what guitar center is good for for trading trading stuff that you can't get rid of 
So if you have a guitar and for some reason you your local uh, you know Craigslist and your friends and you just can't move it, you don't want to ship it through uh, you know Reverb or eBay for whatever reason. Uh, guitar Center is really great at buying the guitars that nobody wants um, because even if they give you a low brawl offer, at least you're getting an offer. But in my experience, so that's always what's great. You can always, you know, I've actually done that in the past. I should say that I've done that in the past where I've had a thing that just nobody wanted, but you take the guitar center and they'll go, yeah, yeah, we'll give you this for it. Cause they can, they're such, they're such a large, large company. They can move pretty much any product. So they don't really, they don't really shy away from a lot of stuff, but guitar center is not, let's say like a pawn shop, but it's close enough to it to where I would say they're your last, uh, suggestion and that would go with music stores in general you trade in uh, at music stores if you can't sell your thing because you always get more so yeah see blaine says guitar center tried to give him 200 dollars for an 800 yeah th these stories could be all day we'll spend the next two hours just telling those stories for sure obviously they're they're going to offer you you know not you know, they're going to offer you low because they're going to resell it to make money. That's what they're in the business to do. I don't, but, uh, the other thing to keep in mind is here's another thing that's important to mention about guitar center and just music stores in general. If you do decide to go to guitar center and they give you an offer, it is the future now, right? You have a phone. Don't be afraid. Like if I took a guitar to guitar center right now and they offer me 200 bucks and Obviously, I know it's worth more than that. And I'm thinking about doing it. Even if I thought, okay, yeah, I'll sell it for 200 bucks. Before I would say yes to them, I would go on my phone and throw it out there on Craigslist for 250 or 300 real quick to see if somebody just quick grabs it and tell people, I'm going to trade in a guitar center today for 200 bucks. Anybody want it for 250, 300, whatever the, you know, range, always get a little bit more. Yeah. And then Shaman Blue says sell it on Reverb. I, you know what? Reverb is, again, we're all kind of echoing the, the guitar center is your last your last chance our last try but so and that's why yeah and then david lawrence says guitar center offers 60 percent of retail um sometimes sometimes less but yeah you're right david that's about that's about right uh julian doe says dead frets do it yourself or have a pro do it um it depends on the guitar and it depends on your comfort level let me give you two answers and I not to be a cop out, but two answers. Cause I think they're important. I think you should take it to a pro, but I think you should learn to do it. Does that make sense? So maybe ask the professional you're taking to, if you could watch, you know, when they're doing it, maybe learn a little bit or maybe get yourself a cheaper guitar to experiment on. Um, I have been getting so much feedback over the last couple of months about that suggestion. When I suggest people getting a cheap guitar and so many of you have reached out. I appreciate that so much emailed me, messaged me and said, Hey, Phil, I did exactly that. I bought this cheap guitar to fix up and I learned so much fixing it up because there's no worries in that guitar. And, uh, an experience is, is more important or as important as tools. So a lot of times I always remind people, look, if you're going to spend $200 on tools, maybe spend a little less on the tools and get something like a used guitar to mess with, get to get the experience. But, but yes, fret, uh, do it your for dead fret spots are easy to fix. They just are, but they are easy to fix because I have experience. If you have experience too, you can do it too. So I, I highly suggest you do it. Um, over time, you learn to do it. Okay. 
let's get close to finishing up. Uh, I want to do. I'm going to do a couple more questions. I just want to mention two things real quick. First of all, if anyone saw the Sharpen My Axe this week on Monday where the guys at Atomic did the neck repair on the uh, phoneless Paul, uh, I was uh, I just want to let you know, yesterday I went to Alice Cooper's uh, Rock Solid and gave them the guitar. They were very gracious, super amazing people. Gave me the tour of the facility. The facility was amazing. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe that Alice Cooper... And those guys have built a facility for kids the way they did. I thought I was going to go in there and see a rec room and some guitars. What They had a full production studio. They had a full video room with all of the editing equipment and computers. They had rows of MacBooks. They had every kind of amplifier, marshals and Mesa boogies and oranges, every kind of pedal, every kind of guitar available to the kids. Um, it was the craziest thing. It was so amazing. There was uh, there's an art room with all giant art room, giant dance rooms, giant uh, a huge 300 person performing facility with a stage with drum sets, drum rooms, uh, and all that stuff provided for the kids fully. Literally any kid between 12 and 20 can just show up uh, and uh, use that facility for free. That's it. That's the requirement. They have to sign obviously a code of. Uh, a code of conduct agreement. They can't, you know, got to act, be, they got to behave. But to watch them do that. So I gave them the guitar. So the reason I'm just mentioning that to you is because I gave a guitar. I mentioned that on my Instagram yesterday. But uh, what they asked me to do is they said that they want to offer the guitar as a prize to their guitar competition. And uh, we'll do a video when that happens. Uh, and, uh, and so I'll just give you guys follow up on that. But I wanted to share that. And it's a good time. I'll put the link in the index when I repost this broadcast for that foundation anyone want to help these guys out there open two more facilities i just it was great to see that i was i was just in, in awe of what i saw you can go online and do some research it was just amazing um so but so and then timothy just did a super chat man that's awesome <laughs> i appreciate that um and then uh let's hit two more questions because we're hold on I think we got three more questions all right well, what do we got going on uh greg says picked up an ibanez on ebay best way to clean the dust and the dirt uh of the electronics uh yeah i use uh deoxit that's the what i use um if you don't have deoxit if uh you know if you don't have a local electronic store you can go buy deoxit or order it on amazon uh i'll put a link in the description when i repost this question to amazon to get the deoxit uh, or, you know, wherever, I don't care, just wherever you click and get it. But so, you know, you can always go to your local automotive store. Any automotive store will have contact cleaner for electronics. Um, in my experience, you know, deoxit is good. I, I use both <laughs> just to be honest. I use both. Uh, the reason I use both is, uh, I, I like deoxit. So I, I like the adjustable, uh, control on how much comes out and and it seems like a premium product but i'll buy the big can of electronic cleaner at uh, at AutoZone or auto supply stores because it's really cheap and it's big and sometimes uh when people come and, and bring me a cheap guitar and it's just a mess i'll just spray that whole guitar down for free and just give it to them so i don't mind blowing out the 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 cheaper can of stuff and it obviously on a hundred dollar guitar sometimes the guitar is not even worth that it's a good way to clean everything out. Um, but either way, I've had good luck with both. I've never had a problem with either one. Both work for, fantastic for me. 
Uh, Lord JP says, thanks for all the content, Phil. Just yesterday, I put down a deposit on a new Charvel Superstock 1980 or 18. No, I think 1980. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, that guitar looks fantastic. That's awesome that you're getting one. Um, I would love to hear back from you what you think on that guitar. I thought that was one of the more interesting instruments that they that they're doing. And then Spencer says, hey, Phil, love the channel. Uh, in the market for a new guitar, USA Pro Strat or Ernie Ball Music Man Cutlass or save up for a Sir Classic Pro. Uh, so if you're asking me, this is how it works for me. Obviously, I love the USA Professional Strat. I have one. But the Cutlass is definitely uh, a guitar I feel like is in my future. And Sir Classics, you know what? The Sir Classic Pro... Uh, was in my sights. We talked about it on this live show many times. A lot of people were like, you should do it. You should do it. I was on the fence at $1,900. They have now reached $2,300. I'm just not going to do a Sir Classic. I think the Cutlass is just as good as quality. Uh, it, that's that's a guitar I think that's really cool. Um, and of course, I own a Pro Strat. So you should buy whatever you want and what you're most comfortable with. But you know, I can only recommend to you what I would do. And of course, I like the Pro Strat and in order of guitars. I like the Pro Strat first. I like the Cutlass second and the Sir third, mostly because of price, not because of how good they are. They, obviously, the Sir is the, the quality is unquestionable. There's there's no there's no downside to that. Uh, but uh, but there you go. The uh, Cutlass two I like about them is really light. So we'll see. Like I said, I could see if I get another Music Man, the the Cutlass will probably be one of the ones I'm I'm looking at. Uh, Anthony said, uh, Despi uh, Anthony Despis. Oh man. Desposito, say that twice as fast. Maybe I should drink some coffee real quick. Hold on. Helix or Head Rush? Um, you know that's a great question. And and like I said, I've always said this over and over again. I'm not really big into the modeling uh, stuff, you know. But I'm been looking more and more at the Head Rush. I like the price point of the Head Rush. I like the brand reputation of that company. Obviously, I like the uh, the Eleven Rack. Um, so I'm really curious to say, this is a question I want to forward out to everybody watching this. Please put in the comments down below of the two Helix or Headrush. If you've experienced them both, what do you like about them? The Helix, I, I hear nothing but good things, but one of the neg things I, negative things I hear all the time from friends is that the distortions don't sound as good as uh, maybe the Axe Effects and other amps, where the Headrush, I got nothing but good responses for. So I'm curious to be what you, what you think. Um, so... Okay, and the next question was, my JP, this is from Reggie, uh, it says, hey Reggie, it says, my JP100 uh, pickup switch is acting up in my music band, what should I get to replacement part? So when you say acting up, you know, it could be dirty, so you got to make sure you clean it first. If uh, you cleaned it, then just, and it, it's not working, just replace it. It doesn't matter, man. It's a direct replacement switch. So uh, you can you can go online and find the switch. Uh, from either Switchcraft or any reputable company makes the switch. There's nothing special about that switch. It can be it, all those switches could be bought anywhere. Um, and then Gamma Overlord says, uh, heard a person at Guitar Center bought a pedal based on a video demo. Okay, but sounded like junk once they used it. Can you do a video on how to test a pedal to find out best tone tones and usability? Yeah, yeah, of course. And you know what's funny about that is that that's something that's going to happen. Uh, you know, when you, when you watch a video and you get it and it's just not what it is. I mean, that's just part of it too. But it could be an interesting video to see how uh, maybe I, I never thought about that. 
you know, how, what do I do when I get a pedal? Because there's definitely a procedure that I kind of do <laughs> when somebody hands me a pedal uh, and how I mess with it. Uh, so, and what I'm looking for. So, so that could be a fun video, something to do to check out. Okay. Whoop, you there? Okay, here we are. And we'll do one more. And then before we do the last question, I just want to do another shout out real quick uh, to, to the patrons again, just because they sponsor this channel uh, and they sponsor this the live show every week. Bradulus, Jeff Howe, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce, and the One Bud Wee Band, Hunter, uh, Hannah Gunson, sorry, Hannah, uh, John Jex, Michael Shy, Justin Mabe, David Madison, and of course, Lawrence Petros. So uh, let's do one last question before we start our weekend. And uh, what do we got? Uh, every time I say that, then uh, it's hard to find a question. Uh, okay. Um, so Ryder81 says, Rodera81 says, Hey, Phil, what guitar pick do you use? I'm holding it right now. I use Dava picks. That's what I've been using forever. I also use... The other one I use all the time is these Pure Tones. That's the other pick I use. Those are by far the two picks I use. So, <laughs> and I, I know that comes up a lot, but I know it's like, it's an interesting thing. I always care that, you know what? That's a question I always ask every guitar player. What pick do they use? So, all right. Um, Old number seven. That's going to be the last question. Old number seven says, Mercury Magnetics Transformers, are they worth it? Yes, better Transformers are always worth it. You will find uh, that, um, do you need them? Do you need better Transformers like Mercury Magnetics? Do you need them? Yeah, you don't need them, but are are they worth it? They absolutely are. It's, it's definitely, think of it this way. It's the engine of the amplifier. It's a very important part of the amplifier. In my experience, yes. Um, I think sometimes you can do more with an amp uh, to improve it than, than anything else just by doing changing, you know, making sure it has good output transformers. One thing that's interesting uh, to note is companies, when you watch them develop amps, you'll see that they'll have just piles and piles of transformers on shelves and experimenting with them because they know it makes such a difference. And they're trying to find that, that perfect one that either it makes the amp sound the best or makes the amp sound really good, but is more practical, you know what I mean? Price wise, because transformers can be all over the place on price. So yeah, definitely worth it. So, and then Lawrence Petro said, good iron is always worth it. Have a look at classic tone transformers as well. Good suggestion, Lawrence. That's that's a great suggestion. And, you know, he's the man, so I would believe what he says. Obviously, I agree with him 100% too, by the way. Yeah, iron is worth it, the Transformers. Uh, when I did, the thing I'll leave you with last, guys, so you know, is when I did a video where we took small amps and we let a band play through them. It was a video I did a couple years ago. Um, the one thing we learned from that video was the amps that did the best had really quality Transformers in them. So it's, uh, it's just kind of a thing. So definitely, definitely do it. Um, and then Lawrence said, Hey, Hey, bore two H E Y B O E R two T O O. So there you go. All right, guys. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting the, supporting the channel. I appreciate everything you guys do. And, uh, until next week, I'll just say, uh, know your gear and goodbye.